Hi everyone, Jay Doherty here from the Jay Doherty Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it is Thursday, November 22nd, 2018. We're broadcasting live at 10.30 a.m. And today, we're going to be talking about uh, how Donald Trump has recently, meaning today, been blatantly politicizing uh, justice in America, having it to do with troops and external calls. We'll also talk about Hillary Clinton's new stance on immigration as it relates to Europe. And finally, uh, we'll get a quick check on the stock markets to close up the show. And now, broadcasting live from downtown Chicago, here's your host, Jay Doherty. Good morning, everyone. Sorry for that little bit of a late delay there. It is uh, 10.42. I recorded that intro uh, earlier, so I said it was 10.30, but it's 10.42 right now. We're broadcasting. We're talking about Trump, what he's recently said uh, about justice and talking to troops on the phone, uh, which happened. It was a little bit of a very political, uh, not filtering anything, as he frequently does, um, but he was talking about troops. He was talking about justice to troops, and uh, we'll talk about Hillary Clinton. Uh, this is a little bit of a old story, but something that's relevant right now. Um, we'll talk about uh, that with Hillary Clinton and how her uh, idea of curbing and, and just basically ending the widespread phenomenon of nationalism as it relates to the whole uh, spectrum of uh, the world's existence, particularly within the geographical location of Northern Europe and other places, uh, needs to end by halting migration, just or, or halting or by encouraging and kind of you know, saying to curb migration, uh, to counter nationalism, and, and we'll talk about that, uh, straight, basically, uh, out of London as well. Before we get to all that, I want to credit, uh, this awesome song right now, it's by Jordan Edmonds, it's called Mystery, it's a phenomenal song, it's really good, it's from our, uh, trusted content music provided partners at VNCM, we'll have the link in the show notes, as we always do to the song, so if you want to Go listen to this or find more out uh, about the person who made it. Go ahead and check it out over there. Uh, so, yeah, let's jump right into it. Um, and before we even get into, like, the actual facts, what I was talking about before, <clears throat> I want to find something that's kind of interesting. As it is Thanksgiving, uh, there is something to be grateful for, right? Something to be thankful for. That is the whole basis of the I- the American ideal and uh, this particular holiday. Um, and it was very very amusing, and I thought it was going to be very fascinating what Trump was grateful for, at least what he said he was grateful for, um, and it turns out that he actually was willing to answer the press's questions about what he is thankful for, uh, and, you know, who knows, I mean, I, his response, I've already listened to it, seems uh, pretty legitimate, pretty universal, hopefully, in many uh, cases. Let's take a listen. Um, take, take a listen. This was at a press conference, a reporter asked him, just out of the blue, what are you grateful for after he was taking some questions about, uh, you know, the five people who he may be firing or maybe changing in his cabinet and all of that, but this is what he said at Mar-a-Lago and Palm Beach just a couple minutes ago, uh, or about an hour ago, excuse me, uh, when Trump was talking about all this, uh, stuff with, you know, moving the cabinet and stuff. This is what he said he's grateful for. For having a great family, 
and for having uh, made a tremendous difference in this country. I've made a tremendous difference in the country. This country is so much stronger now than it was when I took office that you wouldn't believe it. And, I mean, you see it, but so much stronger that people can't even believe it. When I see foreign leaders, they say, we cannot believe the difference in strength between the United States now and the United States two years ago. Made a lot of progress. Thank you very much. And that's basically all he said. Now, this... <laughs> This was after he gave himself an A-plus in terms of what he was grading himself on in, in the uh, president's office. Like, what, what you know, because uh, I believe it's Chris Wallace. He always asks, well, he's not, he's not always Chris Wallace, but he's, if you don't know, Chris Wallace is the reporter for Fox News on Sundays, and, um, or the anchor, excuse me, and he interviewed Trump, of course, because Trump only does interviews with Fox and Breitbart and uh, a couple other places nowadays. Um, actually, I don't know if he's done any formal interviews recently with Breitbart, but I know nowadays he only does, you know, the, ma the only major publication that he does uh, interviews with is, uh, or, you know, closed interviews that they set up prior to actually having the interview is with Fox, um, but Chris Wallace asked him, how, how are you doing in the ranking of presidents, we'll see if we can get the clip here, um, in terms of, you know, how well you are doing, the progress you've made, and you know, how you've been able to prosper the country, or make the country prosper, how to, you know, make sure that you are doing a well, good job, how would you rank yourself, because it's important to kind of look back, and, um, we'll see if we can get that clip again, but, but he says that he, that he would give himself an A+, plus. now he talks about, he kind of prefaces all of this with the very, the broad statements about why this might not be exactly true, similar to some stuff that he, that in the beginning of his campaign run in 2015, in July of 2015, he would preface almost everything he said that would be so broad that would be kind of hard to understand exactly what he was going to say, and then, you know, try and say, you know, nothing was definite until he understood that everyone, that, you know, or he had his understanding that the system was rigged against him. Um, he kind of stopped that and just basically just fired like a loose cannon saying anything he wanted, and that has, of course, continued to, uh, this Thursday, November 22nd, 2018, as he is sitting in the chair of the Oval Office right now. So, you know, that, that, that is certainly a thing that exists and thing that is very apparent, of course, nowadays. Um, um, but let's see if we can get this A-plus clip. I thought it was very amusing. He said, uh, he would give himself an A-plus, and I put together, um, with the help of, uh, the Jeff Bezos direct, no, <laughs> with help of the Washington Post, they made a video about, uh, some of the highlights, um, this was released on, uh, three days ago, uh, on, on, um, yeah, three days ago on November 19th, and, um, I took a couple of the highlights from the interview, uh, that was done on Fox on Sunday on uh, Fox News. This was uploaded. Let's take a look at uh, what Trump said he would give his grade on. And that was actually, in, this is kind of interesting. Of, of course, he never answers the reporter's questions uh, without, you know, attacking them. In this case, he did not. But he didn't even answer the exact question that Chris Wallace had. The, Chris Wallace's question was, uh, well, you'll be able to see, see it in a second, but very quickly. Uh, Chris Wallace's question was, how would you rank yourself in the whole grand scheme of, uh, you know, 45 presidents of the United States, his history since 1776? And he didn't answer that. He just said he would give his himself an A plus and he said if he could do better if there was if there was a grade above A plus he would certainly give himself that let's take a look where do you rank yourself in the pantheon of great presidents there's Lincoln and Washington there's FDR and Reagan do you make the top 10 
I think I'm doing a great job. We have the best economy we've ever had. So where do you We're rank doing yourself? really well. We would have been in war with North Korea if, let's say, that administration continued forward. I would give myself, I would, look, I hate to do it, but I will do it. I would give myself an A+. Plus. Yeah, he certainly hates to Is do that, that to himself. Can I go higher than that? I did not know he took views on the Mueller investigation. And he, you know, he continues and he talks about, uh, you know, stuff with Matt Whitaker and, and the um, seemingly uh, relevance and basically the fact that he was unaware that, um, you know, the acting attorney general and the investigation with Mueller and that, you know, collaboration between the two and he said that he was unaware of some stuff. That was that. But basically, he said he would give himself an A+. Now, let's fact check that statement. He said that this is the best economy that we've ever had. Now, Due to the broadness of that statement, it is a little bit hard to fact check. Um, meaning, the I mean, because the the economy overall, and I I'm not I'm not really a huge expert on the economy, but I understand the basics of it, and I hope uh, every American understands the basic of basics of how the economy works, not only within jobs and the the you know industry of jobs, but also. Um, you know, stock markets and things like that, and how you know money can fluctuate and everything. Um, it is doing. Well, not recently it has not been doing well. If you take a look at uh, the numbers, it has been going down. It has picked up a little bit, but for, you know, there's a period of three weeks where it was really, really down, and for no seemingly apparent reason, but uh, it did spike. It was doing pretty well under Trump, uh, and I'm not, that's just a statistical thing. Um, you know, whether or not he has any direct influence under that is really just up to question. I mean, he could take credit for anything, um, just like presidents in the past have done. Uh, but, you know, he really, as the president, I mean, basically the way I look at the presidency and the way I think many Americans should look at the presidency, regardless of political stance or party, is that their job is to facilitate the country's needs and then run the country as if it was anything, as if it was a business, as if it was any, you know, anything, and that, that's what Trump promised, that's what he promises voters, he says, you know, look, I'm a businessman, I know how to run businesses, I've supposedly made four billion dollars, or, you know, my father gave me a small loan of a million dollars, that whole garbage, so, you know, all that, and he said that he would apply those principles to this country, now, is that, if that's true, that's not really seemingly apparent right now, at least from what we've seen, um, so, you know, I, the promises, if, if you, knew nothing about Trump, you knew, if you only knew his political stances, and, except for the fact, the liable um, fact of, about immigration, his stance on immigration, um, uh, you know, whether, if, if you're a liberal, you would probably vote for uh, Trump. So, that, that's what, um, you know, that, that's, you know, if you knew all of those facts, that that's pro you would probably vote for Trump. Um, in this interview, because this is the most recent interview, I always like to kind of take snippets and talk about, I'm not going to play the uh, whole interview because it is a little, <clears throat> it is a little bit long, um, but there was, um, some other stuff that was brought up about some past, uh, past topics, uh, specifically the continued investigation of Robert Mueller looking into the special, or, you know, the special counsel Robert Mueller, uh, investigating Trump's collaborations or no, a lack of collaborations with, uh, Russia, and, um, Trump actually admitted within the interview something that he's never ever said before, or never said anything close to before, um, in the, uh, you know, in public or anything. He said that he would probably agree to have an in-person interview with Robert Mueller. Now, that is something that 
Uh, I was very curious. I think a lot of people were very curious to see whether he would agree to that. Now, now you know that's a verbal, uh, so-called verbal agreement. Um, whether that, whether or not you know this is all talk, no action, as he uh, really likes that phrase. You know, that's really up to uh, you know the future of uh, existence within America. Um, he also talked uh, about the. Uh, Something that was that a lot of Americans, I mean, even Americans that don't even pay attention to politics, the um, people that people were very, very surprised that um, Trump did not do a lot to celebrate, or at least on the actual, uh, you know, uh, in terms of celebrating Veterans Day. Now, Veterans Day, of course, was to honor uh, veterans in the United States, and Trump, uh, you know, I believe he tweeted out. Uh, something on Veterans Day, you know, commemorating everyone uh, who served in the country, but nothing more uh, in relative to nothing, nothing extravagant relative to uh, past presidents Obama, Bush, and other people. Again, Veterans Day was on Sunday, November eleventh, twenty eighteen, and uh, he admitted that you know he should have done more to uh, honor Veterans Day on Veterans Day, but uh, he didn't, and he blamed that on a lot of work that he had to do uh, with uh, unrelated matters. Let's take a look about that because this this is something that I was very uh, interested in, and at the time I was a little bit perplexed. Uh, I should have done that. I was extremely extremely busy on calls for the country. We did a lot of calling, as you know. I think but this is Veterans Day. I probably, uh, you know, in retrospect, I should have, and I did last year, and I will virtually every year. But we had come in very late at night, and I had just left literally the American Cemetery in Paris, uh, and I really probably assumed that was fine. Uh, and I was extremely busy because of affairs of state doing other things. So, I mean, as soon as I heard that clip, and I heard that this morning, uh, well, I did not, I heard, the, I watched the full interview, but I didn't really take in, I didn't really analyze it, I, I saw it on TV, and then I kind of uh, sat down uh, and, and analyzed the whole interview, and that was very interesting. Um, oh, I apologize for that, um, but the, what, you know, what happened when I, when I t saw this interview, and he said that 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 those that phrase that statement of saying, in retrospect, I should have done more. Have you ever, 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 ever heard Donald Trump admit that he made a mistake? Just think about that. Have you ever, ever heard him say that he apologized for anything except for the tape that came out, um, which was you know fundamentally morally wrong? So he had to apologize for that, right? And, um, yeah, nothing, no, pretty much nothing else. In fact, I remember seeing an interview, and I believe it was in, with, uh, either Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, who both of them, I, I, I dislike Jimmy Fallon more than I dislike Jimmy Kimmel, but there's so many reasons on both sides that, to disagree with them both fundamentally, a lot of co the comedy has turned into so far left and far right activism, that's insane. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. Let's talk about exactly what happened with Trump and his apology and his apologeticness, and this is a random thought that I'm having right now, but I want to pull up clip. Uh, anyway, Trump said that he has um, no apologies to anyone uh, about anything, um, and he said that publicly on a talk show on national television. It was, oh, it was actually, I apologize, it was Stephen Colbert, who was, of course, uh, very, um, you know, very far left. I, I actually do think that he is, um, you know, while he's f far left, he understands that, uh, that, his viewers understand that, he admits that, and all of his arguments, all of his uh, comedy is based off of facts, unlike a lot of the other uh, 
um, you know, uh, media, or the other talk show host, other late night host, <coughs> Jimmy Kim, <coughs> Jimmy Fallon, um, who will just take nonsense and make humor out of it, and I don't think that's good humor, I think Stephen Colbert, uh, does a great job of, you know, the mix of facts, intellectuality, and then also, you know, making, you know, f- you know, making amusement out of it. Uh, this was a 14 million view interview that was published on September 23rd, 2015, right in the beginning of, uh, you know, his campaign run when he was, people were making fun of his idea to build the wall, or at least the commencement of people uh, fighting in, against him to build the wall. Of course, that's that's a topic that is still being made fun of, uh, perhaps the lack of the wall's existence, is, you know, one of the roots of the uh, amusement behind it, but let's take a look at this interview. As this, I said before, this is kind of a random thought. I don't know exactly where, um, uh, where they talk, where they talk about apologies and things. I'm going to look here at the transcript of the interviews. Um, I, actually, I don't know if, uh, let's see here. Um, do you have, I believe the question was, uh, anyone... Uh, I apologize for this, I normally have all these clips prepared, um, but he basically says that he has literally nothing, um, to apologize for, um, let's see, alright, yeah, here, here it is, it's actually, it's it's in the beginning of the interview, let's talk about, so let's, I'm actually gonna play, it's about the first, uh, 45 seconds or so of the interview, where they talk, uh, because Stephen Colbert, of course, as I've said, and as, if you've ever watched his show, snippets of his show, you could just tell right off the bat that he's a very liberal talk show host, and he talks about that, and he knows that, and his viewers know that, so let's just talk about how he actually apologizes to Trump for the very many, uh, negative things that he said about him and his existence as, uh, you know, campaign, uh, or his campaign's existence, and, uh, he as a presidential candidate, and he still continues to make fun of him, uh, in, in office. Let's take a look at this. Can we not get audio in here? Uh, okay, this is really bad. I've made two errors. Oh, no, I found it. Okay, sorry. My board is, uh, you know, a little bit acting funny. But here here it is. This is Donald Trump. He says he has nothing to apologize for, uh, but Stephen Colbert then apologized, or before apologized to him. I also want to uh, apologize to you because I've said a few things about you over the years that, that are, uh, you know, in polite company, perhaps are unforgivable. Almost. Almost unforgivable. And some nice things. Uh, and some nice things. anything nice. But anyway, I hope I hope you'll accept my apology. Accept and I just want to give you the opportunity. Is there anybody you'd like to apologize to right now yourself? Uh, no. No? <laughs> no. Maybe the audience. No one to apologize at all. Okay. No, no, let's no talk, apologies. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, immigration for just a second. Okay. okay. Um, I know that you believe that illimig- illegal immigrants should all be deported. True? That's true. Oh, that's we true. To, okay. We have Just... to bring people. Look, we have a country. We have borders. We have no border right now. Mm-hmm. We don't have a country. We have to create. Number one, we're going to build a wall. Number two, we're going to. Okay. Oh, listen to this. Even with your crowd, I hear no, that. No, they love. But the, we want. They, lo- they love the oh, wall. No. People love the wall. We have to have a wall. We have to have a border. And in that wall, we're going to have a beautiful, big, fat door where people can can. <laughs> They come into the country. See, this is where he, where, where he really became illogical. This interview kind of launched the amusement of his campaign. But let's just keep listening, because I, I wasn't even thinking about playing this on the show, but 
this is a really interesting interview where, you know, he says, uh, you know, where he debuts and blatantly just expresses his feelings about the wall and the supposed big fat door that would be right in the middle of it. Beautiful and they come in, now listen door. to this. Okay. A beautiful door where people can come into the country, but mm -hmm. they have to come in legally. Okay. That's what I a country is all that. about. You said that Mexico will pay for That's this. That's correct. How do you, I know art of the deal and all that, how do you get the Mexicans to do it? Let's do a little role playing. You're you. I'm the president of Mexico. You call me up, okay? Well, uh, you meet one, with me, sure. okay? Ready? Like, sure. All right, so so before we hear this, this is actually good. This is why, in my opinion, and maybe I'll do an episode about, you know, amusements of politics and things like that, but in and you know, humor within politics because that's a very good topic that is very relevant right now. Um, but where this is where I believe that you know this this side of role play in this in the political sense, but around the broad. Um, window of humor is really good and very, very, um, informing, like, very informative, but also, uh, very political and, uh, funny, so let's, let's take a look at what, uh, you know, what it would say, it's very funny. President of Mexico, you call me up, okay, well, uh, you meet one, with me, sure. okay, ready, like, sure. Donald, are you ready? We are going to build a wall, you are going to pay for the wall. We have been abused for a long time oh, at the border. Oh, You're going to pay for the wall. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, just no. so you understand, just so you understand, the wall itself, we owe... A, do you know that we have a trade deficit with Mexico, and I'll call you now Stephen as opposed to where we're going, of almost... Listen to this, Stephen. <sighs> Who is this Almost... Steven? You're right. Almost $45 billion, a yeah. trade deficit. Yeah. The wall, you're talking about $5 billion to $7 billion. Mm -hmm. It's uh, something that actually is very easy to build. It'll be it not... It is not... Okay, jeez. He really did not fact-check his statement. Maybe we go to HillaryClinton.com and fact-check some statements. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, I don't know if you know that meme or that reality. She actually said that in one of the debates where she has a fact-checker online, which is very amusing, but... Um, <laughs> Trump said that he has nothing to apologize for, and then he said that it'll only take seven, five to seven billion dollars to build a wall. And he said it would be very easy to build, and he said it will not be a um a penetrable wall. That's what he said. He literally said it will not be a penetrable wall. It will be a serious wall. It is. How on earth would you build a five to seven billion dollar wall to protect your country? Something a project that will for some reason, be easy, and then have another country who you don't have the best immigration relationship on pay for it. I don't understand the logic behind that, and I also don't understand the uh, supposed uh, lack of factuality behind the statements, even if you have, even if, if you have no idea about what, you know, the stance on Trump and the stance on, on Mexico's relations with America, and you just heard those three statements that Trump just said, or if you hear this whole interview at all, I don't know. I, I just think you could really make up your mind pretty easily, but let's just continue and talk about uh, exactly what's happening here with uh, Trump and uh, Stephen Colbert. And he actually, Stephen, I believe, makes a suggestion, and that's the next part of the interview. A penetrable wall. This will be a serious wall. Can I suggest something? Can yes. I suggest something? Go ahead. Go ahead. How about uh, two walls? Okay, each of them connected. No, 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 not connected. Two walls. One, you know, one here, one there, in between, a moat, 
and, and a nice resort. Filled with fire. Oh, yeah. And fireproof crocodiles. Is that enough? Well, you know, the what interesting... What do we do? How do we build Stephen, a wall that will actually I'll keep tell you what, out? the interesting thing. Uh, 2,000 years ago, you have the Great Wall of China, 13,000 miles long. Jesus helped Here build we're that. really talking about... You're right. You're right. Yeah. But here you're really talking about 1,000 miles. You're talking about 1,000 miles because there's certain areas. It's 2,000, but yeah. you need it in 1,000 miles. We can have a great and beautiful wall. It'll be up. It'll stop. We'll have our border. Do you see how illogical this sounds? So, I mean, the interview goes on. I don't even know why I'm playing an interview from three years ago. But I, I think it's very relevant to see uh, how far or how set back Donald Trump has come over the couple of years that uh, he's been in office. So yeah, that's what's going on. He also uh, talked today, earlier today, uh, meaning today, today, where he talked about uh, some stuff on the phone. He uh, basically blatantly, without warning, put troops on the spot, asking them about uh, their political stance on borders. He was uh, ripping, you know, court to call the military to say happy Thanksgiving, but also force them to agree with him. So, yeah, let's just listen to what he said on the phone. This is at Mar-a-Lago, where he had a press conference, and he was on the phone in front of cameras talking to military. We get a lot of bad court decisions from the Ninth Circuit, which has become a, a big thorn in our side. We always lose, and then you lose again and again, and then you hopefully win at the Supreme Court, which we've done. But uh, it's a terrible thing when judges take over your protective services when they tell you how to protect your border. It's a disgrace. So, yeah, that, that's what happened with uh, Trump. I mean, I don't even understand why the heck you would say that to a troop that is serving the country. He was literally calling to military uh, troops directly, saying that, that they are protected. They... they have a Supreme Court Ninth Circuit judge uh, that is deciding the way that they protect their country, and then um, assuming that they agree with the president because they that he is his leader, that you know their leader. Now, there is a difference between agreeing with someone and respecting someone. There are two; there, those are two very different things. When you see Marines and you see uh, you know Air Force, uh, I'm saying Marines and Air Force uh, troops specifically because you know every time that Trump goes on to Air Force One or Marine One, there are Marines or Air Force troops that uh, salute him as he walks onto the plane or off the plane or on the helicopter and off the helicopter. They salute him out of respect for his service to the country and the respect of the American people for voting for him. They might not necessarily agree with him. Now, the, 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 the fact that, and this is at a very broad, easy to understand spe spectrum, when Donald Trump is on the phone with these these troops, he is assuming that they that he that they agree directly with his political stance, that they agree ex that they disagree with his agreement, or dis <laughs> they disagree with the um, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, you know, or, uh, judging these exact. Uh, the, these movements, these movements to um, alter the way that security within the country is being dealt with. He assumes all of that. And, um, and then on top of that, in the same interview, minutes later, he says that I'm grateful for my family and the difference I made. And then he gives himself an A-plus on how he's dealing with the country. So, and that was only in the spectrum of this Thanksgiving week, four days ago. And, oh, actually, no, I mean, actually, the, um, 
these Fox interview uh, was, I believe, filmed on Thursday and then released on Friday. But it was it was timely and it was relevant and it was recent and that's pretty much all uh, that matters. And the Chris Walls interview is actually very long. We'll have a link in the description. It was about I would say thirty minutes of footage. It's a forty-seven minute and eighteen uh, uh, second report on Chris Walls's uh, Sunday hour show uh, that took up uh, about forty-seven minutes and eighteen seconds of. Um, uh, TV airtime with, you know, the rest, the, the other <clears throat> 23 minutes being, uh, commercials for Fox, but, uh, yeah, that, that's what's happening over there in politics, um, and I was going to get to Hillary's, um, stance on, uh, Europe and the curb, the supposed and perhaps hypothetical future curb on migration, counter-nationalism, but I don't think that's, Relevant, and I also don't think we have time because we are quickly approaching the uh, 30-minute mark on the podcast. We're going to get a quick check on the stock markets today, um, uh, right now. Now, the the stock markets, due to the fact that it is, of course, Thanksgiving in America, the uh, American stock markets, I believe, uh, or excuse me, the American stock markets are closed right now. um, due to the fact that it is Thanksgiving, uh, let's see if we can get this data here. For some reason, I had it pulled up in the beginning of the show, uh, and it is not pulling up right now, so let me take a look here, and it is, um, yes, it is closed, and I have the data right here. Okay, the Dow is not moving at all. It's at 24,464.69 points, down 0.95%. The Nasdaq up 0.92 at 6,972.25, up 63.43. And the S&P 500 is up 0.3 at 2,649.93, up 8.04. So doing pretty well. We'll also take a look at uh, Trump's uh, supposed claims on the uh, benefit and growth of the economy and how it's not doing so well as at the moment, although it was doing, if you listen back to the episodes back in August, it was doing extraordinarily well, uh, and he didn't really seem to brag about it until now when it's doing bad. Anyway, Apple is down 0.12% at 176.77, that's a notable mention for today. The key stats at the 10-year yield at uh, 3.06%, up 0.01. The euro is at uh, $1.14, uh, up Point fifteen oil is uh, now priced at fifty three eighty five down one point four three. The yen is at uh, one hundred twelve point ninety five, and gold per bar is priced at one thousand two hundred twenty seven dollars and ninety cents. Taking a look at the world markets, the Japan uh, market is at twenty one thousand six hundred forty six point fifty five, up point six five percent, and the Hong Kong market is at uh, twenty six thousand nineteen point forty one, up point eighteen percent. The London and Germany markets are both down about a percent. Uh, London at uh, uh, down, excuse me, one point three percent. So a little bit of a difference there, but not much. Everything in except for corn, in terms of commodities that includes oil, gas, gold, and silver, they are all down. Corn staying at three hundred seventy-two dollars and twenty-five cents. Silver fourteen forty-six. Gold at uh, as I said twelve twenty-seven point ninety, and gas four twenty-four, and uh, oil at fifty-three eighty-five. So not a great day for them, or at least a closing mark from yesterday, as due to the fact that the stock markets are closed today. In terms of stocks in twenty eighteen, the Dow Jones, due to its recent uh, lack of growth, and has gone down. Point, uh, 1.03% in the grand scheme of 2018. The NASDAQ uh, has gone up 
1%, and the S&P 500 has gone down 0.89%, so almost about 0.9%. Uh, back in August, they were both going up, striving at like 17%. Now it is down, so definitely some lag of growth there, and some downfall very recently, which has impacted the whole grand scheme of the economy in 2018. And that is the Money, the Stock Market Report here on the Jay Doherty Podcast. I know that was a little bit fast, but I like to get through it, and I like to go, uh, go through it fast. If you're listening on iTunes, a cool tip for you is you can actually slow down or speed up or even speed it up more. Uh, my voice, as you're listening to the podcast, if you want to listen to it slow, you want to listen to it fast, whatever your style is, whatever your pace is, it's very important to take it to whatever you know you want to listen to it at. You can slow it down, speed it up, whatever you want. There's a little button on the bottom left of your screen on the iTunes app. You can uh, do that. Uh, you can adjust the speed by just uh, you know flick touching that button right there. Um, and we're going to close uh, the show out with a song called My New Me by Mule. This came out a couple days ago, I believe. Uh, I, will hope, I, th- I believe I'm saying that right. M-U-L-L-E. We'll have both of these songs all linked in the description. Again, from VNCM. That's uh, it for this Thanksgiving's uh, episode of the Jay Doherty Podcast. This is Thursday, November 22nd, 2018. It's 11.14 in the morning as I conclude this podcast episode. Thank you very much for listening, and we're going to end the stream here in just a second. If you have any suggestions about what I should do next, let me know. I'm Jay Doherty. This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. <laughs>